the Damaged Goods Podcast. But then it becomes like a fucking death box because the fans yeah. off AC and it's hot and it's hot out here. But you probably know all about heat, dude, because that van's got to get fucking pretty toasty. Like uh, you said, you were in Death Valley in that thing. Yeah, I had to. Uh, you know, it was an emergency emergency situation for the bonsai. So I was like checking in to uh, <laughs> the wind with a fucking bonsai tree in my hands, and uh, it was what it was. Everyone's they understood. They're like, "Yeah, you can't leave her in the car." You know, and fry up, yeah. fry the fuck up, dude. Hundred. It was a hundred degrees at like eleven p.m. <laughs> dude, that's why houses there are like literally like fifty bucks because it's so hot. The recycling bins melt. Oh. My friend out there, she was horrified when she like learned that I went outside to go back to my van to get something. She's like, "No, no, no! Like they literally, you can travel. You have to know the path like between the casinos to like in order to not go outside. The locals don't go outside yeah, even if they're, the AC. they're like, no, you can get there from the palazzo and then you swing over there and go through that thing. And does it get hot in the van at night? Uh, it's honestly." Usually just about whatever the temperature is outside, a little you, hotter or a little colder. You get that enough but airflow from those fans up top? I think so. I think, yeah, it's um, the best I can do anyway is get it down to the temp outside because I don't have AC or anything like that. So, But then it's surprisingly cold at night sometimes. Like 50 degrees is not as uh, warm in a hammock oh, as yeah, I, I thought it would be. Yeah. The desert, the desert cold is cold. Yeah. Yeah. Do you bring any instruments with you in there? Just so, mics? Yeah, I have a shit ton of mics, and I have a pair of drumsticks, which have been getting their use this weekend, <laughs> and I have a pocket operator. You ever seen those? It looks like a little TI-84 calculator, kind of, and you make beats on it. It's a little like oh, yeah, step yeah, sequencer, yeah, I've seen that. sampler. Um, that thing's been pretty fun because it's uh, it's almost like a meditation. It's like It's so simple, you can't do much with it, so it'd be hard to spend like an hour on a beat. So it's just like a, it's like a game you play That's for a little cool. bit and then you have a beat at the end of it and maybe it's good, maybe it's not, but you know, it was fun. You can just kind of jam on it. So that, uh, that musician in the van voice is a, uh, a returning guest, a repeat offender on damaged goods, uh, musician and artist and uh, van vagabond, Samuel Patrick. Yes. Formerly known as uncle Sam, perhaps MC. It, yeah. MC. Uh, that's the, that's the <laughs> former, this is the latter. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, yeah. You picked a nice hot time to come. Yeah, perfect timing, really. When else would you want to be in the desert? And this gentleman traveled by van as we're talking, and uh, he's, I don't know how, he very much adopted the van life. But you're not totally in the van. Yeah, I want to clarify, I'm not a van <laughs> he's life not influencer. not homeless is what he wants you to know. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, people. so people go on and like, glorify living in a van and try to convince you it's like something you're supposed to do or you should want to do or whatever and uh, so I want to be super clear I don't live in the van I create in the van I mostly am you know inside and it's nice for traveling between places that's how I use it if I'm gonna if I have a two-day drive just drive until I'm tired find a rest area hop in the hammock you know wake up find a waffle house keep going so that's how I use it. I don't. I need a shower. I need a bathroom. I need. I like my amenities too yeah, much. Yeah, that's not know? too much to ask for to shower. Yeah. So. But you you said you use it to create, and when we were checking out the van, you're showing it me earlier. You were talking about how you wanted to have a space separate from wherever you live. That's your, um, 
that's a creative space, but that you could escape not just in your mind doing whatever you're doing musically, but escape like physically. And exactly. Leave, right? Yeah, the idea is to be able to pull up anywhere and do anything really. So I want to be as flexible with that space as possible and just keep it creative. And anytime there was a decision like for my comfort or like how it would best work out there, it was like we're doing the creative thing. So like. Yeah, not a lot of amenities. Got an Arizona jug. Nah, <laughs> that's what the hammock's for. <laughs> yeah. Does the do you, your back all right in the hammock? Yeah, actually. Really? So I was concerned about that, and I looked it up. And hammocks. I'm like a hammock spokesman too. Now we sleep in hammocks wrong. Mo, I see we most people. But what you're supposed to do is lie down the center, and you kick your legs like 15 degrees out to one side, and then your shoulders opposite if you go diagonal it like flattens it out oh okay i see what it, you like mean. changes the shape so you don't have the banana shape more it, more like, support flattens it yeah so apparently it's great for your back you just kind of get cocooned a little uh. i think i need a slightly bigger um it's a short space to hang it in so i don't think i'm getting the best hang i can <laughs> but it's not as bad as i thought it might be in the uh, the French penal colony prisons in like French Guyana and shit in the Caribbean back in the day, you know it's very hot, it's tropical. Most of the prisons, like the cells, most of these dudes slept in hammocks. They'd be like the communal cells where there'd be like you know 30, 40 people. Solitary confinement, I think, is the only time they had a bed, but it was probably just yeah. like a very uncomfortable slab of wood. But they all slept in like hammocks on the reg forever. Really? Yeah. Hammock in prison sounds... And this is hot, tropic prison, too. This is, like, open air, dude. Yeah. You know, humid. But, yeah, sketchy. You always hear about, dude, you know, dudes are getting chanked at night in the hammocks. Yeah, the hammock doesn't seem like a good defensive bed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't... I don't. I always just feel like I'm going to fall out, you know? That's yeah. my fear. I don't like the top bunk. Uh, although, on tour buses, I always pick the top bunk. Yeah. Because I don't want two other people over me. I get more f like claustrophobic in a weird way because it's usually three s stories. Yeah. So having like two people on top of me just kind of creeps me out. But one bed, like bunk bed bunk wouldn't freak me out so yeah. much. No, I want the top bunk. I've fallen out of the top bunk as oh, a child. Jesus. Yeah. See, my fear is confirmed. Dude. That's terrifying. <laughs> I was like throwing, I used to throw like stuffed animals back and forth with my sister or something and I like went to throw one and like hook under and oh, you know that's as my mother was saying that's, that's god punishing you yeah <laughs> i went past my point there and yeah so that was a good time yeah no uh, concussion that i know that's of. how you learn man yeah i didn't fall out again did your your family ever say any like cat i'm assuming you're catholic for some odd reason because your name or not well, but you were raised catholic yeah yeah friend. samuel yeah. patrick being yeah. your new artist name that's actually your real name yeah and i assume that you, you must have heard some kind of Catholic guilt, like shit like that. Like, oh, you stubbed your toe. You must have done something wrong. Like, you know. Um, I learned that my grandmother believed in the sin of despair, which is some like next level. Catholic next level guilt. sin. Like, <laughs> you can't even be sad oh. or you're breaking the rules. Oh, just suck so, it up. Everything's yeah, fine. Suck yeah, it up. Yeah, I gotta love the uh, Irish Catholic. Yeah, upbringing. well, I tell you what, they, they complained a lot less than my generation or me in yeah. particular. Um, but I think that's always just like a, a generational thing. It's, it's a relative thing where, like, 
you know, I look at kids that are like 15, 10 now. I'm like, this is fuck. These kids are pathetic. But whereas like my fathers and uncles and my grandfathers think I'm a baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and I'm sure my great grandfathers thought they were babies. They would be embarrassed. Yeah. So no, it's just, but I mean, basically, but you know, you, you think back to time, there wasn't internet, then there wasn't phones in your house, then yeah. there was no electricity. It's like everybody's, you know, just growing with the way the world grows. Complaining just doesn't really do anything at all. It's fun sometimes. Yeah. A little vent. Yeah. Or it's just, I think it is like you need to vent. Complaining sounds like a more pathetic way than like screaming or yeah. letting it out. Yeah. But that's what art's for. That's what music's for. That's why you can hop Damn. in your van, drive that van and play some music. Kind of, dude. Damn. I mean, what if, when I write a love song and I'm sad, when I write my book about my life story, like I'm fucking complaining to you guys, but I got to make it funny. You make the song sound good. It's catchy, yeah. right? You make the movie captivating and then it's not complaining. Now it's art. It's expression. That's something I'm going to consider next time I'm writing. Um, is this song complaining or not complaining? Oh, I'm going to say what I look back, I probably said song. most of my shit was probably complaining. Ugh. Ugh. Well, if you're like bragging a lot and, and doing some like braggadocious rap yeah. and shitting on people, not really complaining. So maybe that's more yeah. positive. I don't know. I try that is uh, um, something I try not to do. That I feel like I want to do What's so that much. That you don't do the braggadocio shit is so fun, but I find myself not wanting to do it so much because I don't have that energy off the mic quite as much. So. And if it doesn't feel natural to But it's you, fun to just pop shit, like, if you're good. It but. is fun to talk. <laughs> shit's fun, dude. I mean, I chose to, like, you know, talk shit in my broadcast, podcasting, yeah. radio show, kind of, or even in, like, my writing and shit. And, and that's, like, my new form of it. Yeah. It gets scratches the itch a little bit, you know? Yeah? Yeah. But I don't... I don't my shit talking now is different than, like, you know, if you were rapping, you might be talking shit about this dude's girl or my, some whatever right. money something my talking shit is more like societal critiques or like okay. frustrated this guy took up two parking spaces or you know shit like dude, that dude the parking out here what is with the space well, I mean dude you're driving a pretty big rig though you no know? no I mean people leave a lot of space oh yeah that was... they have no concept of space I think they're all very entitled so they will park dead in the middle of a spot that would be two there was there were spaces I could have gotten that I missed due to that that's event. quite a bit of that actually out here and it's in the East Coast, I think, especially like in cities like Boston, it's tight. People are a little more mindful of space because they're used to dealing with very little. Yeah. And, and like the blocks are smaller, the streets are yep. tighter. So you really get, you don't leave four feet in front of you that you could have pulled up and let someone behind you. But out Absolutely here, people are not. out to lunch about that. Yeah. Oh, there's room for me. <laughs> Pull over. But so. the van makes, you know, city driving and parking a challenge. Yeah, this is really the first city I've had it in, too. Would it, but not in Atlanta? Uh, so I basically bought it in Atlanta, and then it was in my parking lot for a day, and then I drove up to New Hampshire and built it with a buddy up there. Mm -hmm. So, and then it took longer than expected. To build. Of course, yeah. So I was like, oh, we can bang it out in a couple of weeks. And uh, no. So basically what ended up happening is my lease was about to be up in Atlanta. I didn't even realize I would be gone that long. And I was like, I had to go out to Colorado for a wedding. So I was already going to be traveling a little bit. So I was like, I'm just going to not renew this lease. So I basically left New Hampshire at the last possible second. I drove, what, two days to Atlanta, spent two days moving my apartment into a storage unit, and then drove to Colorado. Shit. And then that was the exit. And then oh, I was in Colorado, stop. Idaho, spent... Way too much time driving through Montana. Montana's a very beautiful place, though. I like I like Montana. Yeah, it got a little empty 
at the point I reached uh, trying to get back to Boulder. Mm-hmm. It was like, but I drove through Big Sky and stuff too, which was cool. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, I know this dude, Ocho. Do you know Ocho? Maybe not. Mm, no. Um, he, uh, so he plays indoor football in basically Boise. And he was like, yeah, you know, if you guys are ever out here and you want tickets, I got tickets for you for a game. And I was like, yeah, sure. If I'm ever in Idaho, for sure. And then (laughs) sure enough, I was Idaho. (laughs) Yeah. So sure enough, I was like, I'm going to be in Boulder. I guess that's like as close as I'll ever be. Yeah. And, uh, not really that close though. No, it's still like 16 hours. (laughs) So, so he, I was like, when's your home games? And he had one the weekend before my sister's wedding. And then like, fucking four weeks later. So I was like, I guess I'm going to jam this Idaho trip into this like three day block with three days of driving on either side to connect it. So I went out there, hung out with him, made some music in the van. Um, so he recorded a record back there. Um, did try a new like podcast thing. Uh, we'll see how it looks, but I put the go pro up front facing at us and I mic'd the uh, oh, driver and passenger seats. Cool. Oh, in the front seat. Yeah, that's so cool. like while we were yeah, driving yeah, where we were yeah, going, we could cool. chat. A little unwieldy with these things, but oh, yeah. uh, we're figuring it out. So um, did that sesh with him, but then the weekend before, I had done a uh, Zoom call, like a some ask app, and I realized I never use any of their benefits, so I was like, let me go to this songwriting thing. I went to this songwriting Zoom and um, people are talking about where they're from. This woman goes, Idaho. I was like, no shit. Like, I'll be there next weekend. And so then we did the thing. We all played our music. And after, she was like, get my info. I live like five hours north of Boise. I've got 19 acres and oh, like dope. an artist situation. Come on up. So I just whipped it up there like blind and uh, met up with her and ended up writing like a folk song, recording that. Like, it was a pretty cool little adventure, man. Yeah. Do you think like... I don't know. Sometimes people are hesitant, even as a as a musician, to like link up and meet with new people and collaborate. Do you think there's something about being semi-nomadic, or not that you're nomadic, but traveling around in a van and kind of being out on the road, and other people being aware of that too? Maybe they've done it themselves. There's kind of this like understanding that you know, uh, you know, you you want to be a little helpful to these people and you have to be a little more trusting to them and you're more willing to take it. Like in my experiences doing road trips and especially abroad driving and stuff like that, people like look out for each other a little bit and, and be like, I don't know, a little more welcoming and warming. Yeah. I mean, I try to stay pretty open with that and it's, you never know who you're going to meet, who's yeah. going to have something to add or offer or like you get a lot of like recommendations too. Oh, if you're going up there, you got to do this yeah, yeah. and make sure you check that out, go here, um, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Her and I, it was funny. We were talking and it's like, we both took a pretty big risk here because yeah, I'm yeah. driving into a place where I lost cell service 30 minutes ago and it's oh, like yeah. middle of nowhere. I don't know what I'm getting into. It turns out the road, I, the GPS took me on too. When she heard I took it, she was like, oh shit. She's like, it's a heck everyone road. in this neighborhood has like gone off that road. Oh. I've gone off that road. Shh. Like you took that road and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, so I know what the van can do now, you know? Um, but I didn't know where I was going. She could have been, it could have been some like murder cult family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's inviting some <laughs> random dude with a van into her home too. That so, alone, like, anytime there's a lot a of van, trust yeah. like leading into that, but it ended up being real cool. So the van thing, dudes in vans, but, uh, but you're yeah. just like a tricked out, 
It's not like some creepy sliding door van. It's, it's like still a, hard to say. You want to see my van? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to have like some. You might something else. I've I've done like trips in vans and a lot of trips in um RVs. I've driven smaller yeah. RVs and shit, and also the kind of campers where it's the. So you got a pickup truck and it kind of goes on the bed and above it. So you have to oh, still get out of the car to go in that. They call that overlanding. Yeah, I believe I've driven those around long time. And then the classic RV where you know you could enter from the vehicle itself. You know. And, What's uh, your favorite? I like just kind of being able like all in one. Like you can just go in and out from like the driver's seat. You can park and walk through the curtains. Yeah. And be in the thing. And my my pops used to be all about that too. We would drive driven cross country. I've driven down to Mexico in one of oh, those. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, it's fucking, it's awesome because then you go, you pull up the spots where there's other people like that and there's this understanding like, oh, we're all here together. And I don't know, man, there's like a culture, uh, a lifestyle to it. And then especially like since I surf now, um, I've traveled and, you know, you see, especially you'll see on the PCH when you drive yep. around Cali, you'll see it, a lot of these spots pulled over. It's surfers and people in RVs and vans like yours, but a lot of surfers stay in them at times. And I drive through Mexico a lot and... You know, you can camp, surf everywhere, bounce around, and it's it's fucking awesome. And a lot of people spend a good amount of time in those things. Um, and it's like, I don't know, there's like a little lifestyle to it that for some people it could be very appealing. Like, I find it very appealing. Maybe yeah. not, not having a house, but I like bouncing around like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a lifestyle that seems to attract a wide range of folks. And there's some people who it's by choice, some people it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes sense True. the, um, the, I mean... The surf. I basically built it because last year when I was traveling around making music, meeting artists and stuff, I was like, what is not working about this? And it's, you know, looking for a motel room at whatever time I'm done driving because I never knew where I'd be because yeah, yeah. it depends on how much time I'm making. It's that part. It's like having to go into a coffee shop every time I need to work or do Wi-Fi or be like, you know, a person in that way. And then it's... Uh, when you meet up with artists and stuff, it's like finding a studio, finding a space. Like, are we doing it at my Airbnb? So I was like, how do we build, you know, something that has all that? So I've been calling it the spaceship, you know? I like it's, that. Uh, That's actually so I understand thing. it's the same thing probably if you're surfing or mountain biking, anything you have stuff and yeah. like an agenda and you're like, this will help me execute that on a way better level than I a mean, car. I could see for music too, it'd be really fun. Like, I mean, I would just sit up in there and write, you know, and have my computer out. I could set up a podcast equipment or whatever. It's fucking, it's cool. And if you don't need to have a ton of shit, if you're kind of a minimalist, like I dig it, dude, you know, that, I dig it. That's what I learned uh, during COVID because I was doing this road trip thing and, got stopped and ended up in Denver for like three months and basically for the whole year had what I had in my Subaru at the time. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I don't really need too much. Do How I? How great is that like, feeling? When you, when you get that realization, that yeah. liberation of, of shit off your back, dude, that you don't need as like, much. I don't need had. a lot at all right now. So it feels good. Yeah. And then moving, then I get an apartment, move my stuff into it and then moving it out. I'm like, I have yeah. so much shit and it's oh. not even a lot. It's a small bar. Some people would be like, that's nothing. So you I'm did like, the, when the other time you said you were in Colorado, you were just driving, doing road trips in a car, in a sedan. Yeah. Uh, Subaru Impreza. So what, like, I mean, I know the difference uh, in feeling cause I've done long road trips in both. How much more comfortable are you in a fucking big ass oh, tricked out man. van versus a, a sedan, like a tight little sedan with a clutch. Oh God damn. <laughs> I am so 
much more comfortable. It makes spending more time yeah. on the ride not so bad. Like I did um, a lot of road trips last year, four in about 15 months. Okay. And uh, some in and out of Mexico, some to the East Coast and back. I have a pretty big SUV. Yeah, you're you're the professional. Uh, here. I mean, I do do a lot of driving. Yeah, but uh, but having the big big SUV, it's not like your van's not tricked out. I still need hotels and shit. Yeah, but I can spend 12, 13 hours driving and feel comfortable. I can have you know coolers, food, plug-in shit hooked up. You know, I feel very cozy in there, regardless. That's all um, you need, man. I like driving. I think that's a thing that's going out of style. But I do fun. enjoy driving. And yeah, whipping the Subi around was a blast. I could whip that a little harder. The van, you know, yeah. I'm a little more, I'm a conservative You got to take those turns but, a little more smart. <laughs> but the Subi was fun because I had a system, like if I have good music and a cup of coffee, like I'm good. Yeah. And, like my brain just I like packing rambles. food, making shit to bring with me. Dude. Yeah, I like dude, that part. As long as you're taken care of up front, you know, you got a cu- comfortable little situation. Yeah, dude. It's good, man. I th- I'll, yeah, I'll listen to like, Books on tape, history podcasts, playlists. I got into audiobooks. I did. Um, Dude, my audiobook's coming out soon. I got to get it. Oh, today. that's what I need. Yeah. I did. Um, what was it? Uh, the Orphan Master's Son. Have you read or heard that book? Mm-mm. It's pretty good. It's based in North Korea. Um, basically, it's about just this guy who, more or less, he starts out an orphan and then pretty much lives every type of life possible in North Korea. People get sort of cast in a certain, according to the author. I've never been in North yeah. Korea. I don't know what it's really. You haven't been? No, I haven't checked it out, man. It's just it's it's, it's right on there the on my bucket list, and I just don't know why it hasn't gotten crossed. But um, you basically seem to get sort of cast a lot in life, and that's what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Um, but he he does everything from coal miner to um, kidnapper, you know, running along the shores of Japan and kidnapping people on the beach, which was a thing they were doing for a long time. Wow. Um, what would they do with these people they were kidding? They would just become actors in the the play that is North Korea. Yeah, I see. The book kind of breaks it down as like, it's basically a whole, it's a play taking place, you know? And whatever the state says is whatever the truth is. And you just kind of play yeah. your role. That gets kind I, I can't talk about too much without spoilers. Yeah, There's yeah, some yeah. cool tri- uh, twists to it. But, but it's wild. Like they have... Uh, the loudspeaker in their living room. And so like half of it is narrated by the loudspeaker guy who oh. comes on every morning and tells them what's, what's happening that day. But I listened to that on tape. It's weird though. Cause you're trying to, you're driving through like some part of Texas that already looks alien to you. Yeah. And then you're trying to picture North Korean prison <laughs> camps at the same time. So I, I listen more at night than during the day for sure. But that's true. I like it. You seen that movie Nomadland with Francis McDormand speaking I about haven't van yet. Life. I feel like it's a required piece of homework for I, me now. It's a very good movie. The okay. woman who directed it, I f- forget her name. She did a fucking incredible job. Um, I, I seen it recently too, but as a guy who's done long road trips and hung out in RVs and vans and digs that shit, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, granted, they're mostly in the Midwest kind of. Yeah. Maybe that's not everyone's cup of tea, but there's some pretty spots they go to in there. But uh, yeah, you should people being that you're doing this. I mean, those people are kind of more like strictly in the van, you know, yeah. or the camper, or the RV. There's not a, a you know a, a home base, right? Yeah. Which is why I try to stress that. And they're I'm, not like uh, making music, playing, traveling, doing shows and shit. Where that's yeah, cool because now you can right? travel for shows, dude. Exactly. And like you can just tour out of that fucking van, dude. Or it's like you know, if I do go to something and you know, I get a little banged up. Oh. 
just gonna step in the parking lot. Yeah, I'll be here tonight. That's you know? fucking <laughs> sweet, dude. But it's cool. I want to also hopefully um, just be at shit, and I can we can have sessions after the show. You yeah, know? yeah, Maybe yeah, like, yeah. Hey, yo, I got a studio like right here. We yeah. don't have to go anywhere. I feel like most people are gonna be like, curious enough to check that out. Yeah, and that's just nice when you like you are traveling and you wanted to do music with anybody. You don't have to yeah. like, try to book a spot or no, just make it. You have happen. your equipment too. You know how to work it. You know. What's your favorite thing about the road, though? Because um, you seem like you've experienced I, yeah, it all. Yeah, man. I like, um, I just like shit not being the same every day. Okay. The uh, unpredictability about that is fun, and it just, I don't know, it's not boring. It might, some days might be better than others. Yeah. But it's not like I know what it's going to be, and it's not going to be something that's going to let me down, usually. Right. Usually. I mean, driving through parts of like Iowa and Nebraska is kind of fucking... It's not the most visually stimulating, but Kansas, you know, is I've traveled around the world in places and like I don't know what's gonna happen yeah. next, and I like that. There's a little, I think I like the not that it's dangerous, yeah, but you know, most people who just drive to and from work and their parents' house and their boyfriend or girlfriend's house or whatever, uh, it's it's a little freaky to them to think about long time road trips and right. sleeping in a vehicle or a van or an RV. So I kind of like a little bit of the danger. I'm, I'm exploring. I'm camping. It's I don't probably know I'm more going. dangerous than we think. Yeah, statistically speaking, I don't. I don't want to look those numbers yeah, up. Yeah. Though, you know. <laughs> but like, dude, when I drive through Mexico, I'll do like you know three day trips. And I'm, I'm sleeping. You know, I usually will go into like little hotels I know that are in the yeah. cut. But I've also done the RV or the van or strip camping yeah. by the beach, and there's a little bit of danger there because you're away from. Sometimes hours and hours from a hospital. Yeah. Cell service is iffy. Shit could get shady. You never know. Yeah. And then, or just like problems on the road, breaking down, hitting a pothole. You might not have service close to you. So AAA be prepared. Triple A might not be coming exactly. at you. So there's a little danger in that. But I like that though, you know? So I have, I have two questions off that. So one is, so you know the feeling then when you come around a corner and it just opens up into some incredible thing that you never could have predicted like oh my god canyon. moments yeah yeah. yeah yeah so many oh my god that's kind of my favorite part i guess based off what you're saying shit, stuff being different every yeah. day you know you just come around unexpected what <laughs> what is part. that i've never seen anything like that or you see um you also see like weird industrial factory things oh yeah that you would like never uh, uh, industry anywhere. of yesteryear yeah, yeah yeah the forgotten um you know i don't know infrastructure that america wants yeah had. or just Diesel mills and yeah, stuff. Old and mills, like, what factories, is, what that even torn make? out windows. Like, yep. Abandoned and that, little village towns. And then I was thinking, so I haven't had, I've been really lucky to never have, you know, too many problems with my fellow man. And you're talking about, you know, it can get sketchy, this and that. Do you feel like the way you carry yourself or kind of the energy you bring to that has an effect on that? I like, think it certainly does. Um, I mean, not just me, particularly. I think in general, I think one, it behooves you to um, kind of appear alert. Because if I was to put my shoes, I mean, my shoes, if my feet in the shoes of somebody with maybe malicious intentions or maybe myself in the past, you're going to take advantage of anybody. It's going to be the person that's the easiest to take advantage of. Yeah. So if this guy's out to lunch, he ain't paying attention, he's sleeping, you could yeah. do whatever you're going to do. So showing people that you're aware and alert and kind of aware of your surroundings is important, but also just being good and kind and humble. Yeah. Like we were going talking to what we were saying earlier about people being trusting and understanding. 
you'll find that people are willing to be kind and helpful to you out there. There's definitely people that are trying to take advantage, yeah. but that's the minority of people out there. Right. Most people are going to be helpful and kind, and the nicer you are to them, usually it comes back in return. You know, you're asking this guy at the gas station questions, and he'll help you out. But He could also send you to his buddy's house. Yeah, yeah. well, there's definitely... <laughs> I mean, there's, but not re- there's regions in, in all countries where, you know, maybe they're not welcoming to outsiders. Right. So it, I mean, to people even within a certain state, you know, like yeah. this town might not like you, whatever. You know, there's that place in New Jersey that doesn't even seem like, it seems like the Ozarks. They're not very welcoming to anybody, even people from New Jersey. And right. There's places like that all around the world. If you don't know that ahead of time, you got to tread lightly. Right. Because some people, you, you'll get that vibe right away though, dude. Yeah. Have you ever walked in a place and like, Dude, they or especially if they see like Cali plates on my car, they think I'm whatever your stereotypical view of a person that lives in yeah. California is. Yeah. Which I hope I don't possess, but I don't even know what that is. But yes, you can. I'll feel let those you know vibes. after the bro- yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you can feel those vibes right yeah. away, you know. Yeah. Um, or we have like I've stepped into a bar straight out of like a western dude. I've stepped into like bars in America, Mexico, Europe, where and like everyone fucking turns toward the door, like the gunslinger walks in the door swing, and everyone looks. Uh, yeah, and they like they know you ain't from here. They're they all clearly know each other, and you're the only guy. And you go in and order a drink, and they're all just watching to see how you're acting. Yeah, and then you know you don't get too cozy there. Yeah, that's one drink, and probably you don't want to act later. scared either. Go in there, have that drink. Maybe you have two if you really feel good. Relax, then bounce. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't wait for the uh, last call there. Yeah, dude, definitely not. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a little shit like that. Awareness, I yeah. guess, on top of being yeah. you know gracious and and humble. being prepared to like. Having supplies that you might yeah. need in case shit happens, you know, like spare tires and water and first aid, flashlights and axes and knives. Oh, I don't know. When I was in that. Houston, they had a, a water main break and you couldn't drink any water or use ah, it. I saw but that. I had a bunch of Poland Spring in my car because I had been traveling. Prepared, and I always kept dude. a few extra, so I didn't have to. Just, uh, there you go. You know, mob the grocery store for yeah. drinking water. It's it's important to be just prepared for shit like that. You yeah. Know? Amen. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? Yes, that's what they say. That's what they say. And I mean, when you're traveling, like any time, like over a day or two, you just want to think of like what's going to make it an easier, more comfortable trip, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, and I'm sure like what's in your shit? You got like some first aid, some food, some clothes, oh, and music yeah. gear. And yep. you know, you're good to go. Maybe yep. some books got or a whatever. a tent, sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Shit like that. Exactly. Make you comfortable in a blanket. Bunch of CDs, which are crucial for some parts of the country yeah you know, yeah no service yeah you no gotta download radio. download your shit get a real i suggest always having real physical maps i have one of baja mexico i have one of the states um because sometimes those someone those, was mocking me for that the other day nah, dude. Like, everyone i know who really travels in in like rvs vans all that they always have that yeah because dude the phone ain't always gonna work you can download on your tablet but it's just good to have the physicals man. imagine just being in the middle of nowhere with no gps Fucked, dude and yo i've driven in so many places where that shit doesn't work dude. yep you know mine's slow out here actually it's weird. I mean, it's all the smog in the air. I yeah, I have no idea. It definitely slowed down because um, I'm making turns and it's telling me, you know, a little bit later. Uh, oh, yeah. It's running like uh, behind schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the tracer is off. Yeah. I mean, it is like it's 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 crazy to think back, you know, like I've done road trips um, with other people like in, in RVs or trucks with the camper thing, like back when it was MapQuest. Yeah. You know? 
or like just like I mean, I used to travel with my pops doing shit, and he just knew everywhere. Yeah. He driven cross country a million times. He didn't need no map for nothing, and he knew the second route version of it, the detours. That's fire, you know. And I was like, oh, and he would always tell me when I would be driving, even when I was on tour, like with bands. He would know exactly. He's like, oh, you must be on Blank Highway. You're in Idaho. Like he just knew shit like that. Yeah. And uh, and he knew like restaurants and places and bars and all the cities. Like he had been everywhere too. And uh, so it's funny when you like, dude. If I get dropped in like even a like a smaller, lesser known city in a state, not even a couple major ones, I'll know some shit there. Which That's is cool. cool. Yeah. It's cool too when you meet other people and you can talk about a random yeah. highway and another. You know, you, yeah. yeah, man. I was on. I guess I was on the tent. Oh yeah, you probably were on the tent, yeah, weren't dude. you? And like you know, and it's you like, know their favorite steakhouse in that town or whatever. I've so. had some roads. Uh, I had a road recommended to me. And uh, I took it and it became, it's like, it's my favorite road in the country now. What road is it. that? Well, I don't know if I want to blow it up. Oh, yeah, but. don't. Then all the cool <laughs> kids will want to go to drive nah, on that it's, road. It's the road between um, Terlingua and like Big Bend National Park and Lajitas. And it's I'm a sick familiar. road along the Rio Grande up the like southwest. Uh, it's basically the back way to El Paso mm. from down there. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a sick road. It's a mountain climb. It's windy incredible views it's like a roller coaster it's yeah. even got the rolls it's got the superman get your stomach it's going got, dude yeah and it's and the suit the all-wheel drive man i was yeah. out there i did like fucking smash a boulder though i could not clear it on did my it, undercarriage uh, did it fuck anything up no luckily but it was one of those like rocks in the road signs where there actually were rocks in the road mm. you know so yeah. beware falling rocks i've seen that a uh, number of times well especially up in like Colorado area, Wyoming, yeah. Mexico, I've seen that shit in Italy. Like, you know, you don't think, but then sometimes you're like, oh shit, I gotta swerve or slow down. Or yeah, but I realized I have a top three roads now. That's a new <laughs> thing about my life, you know. So, but you, that's cool that your pops took you around all. Yeah, those spots and I mean, he like also that. we were doing work shit, and then he also was doing it too, like forever. So he he just knew shit, you know. So you're saying if I have a kid on this adventure they'll have a great time i mean i don't know if, if they're like an infant but when they can share the driving duties <laughs> yeah i think they're, they're, oh that's the prime age yeah, probably yeah yeah. yeah yeah once they're old enough to drive uh i think it makes more of a because then otherwise they're just gonna be sitting there whining in the drive passenger seat or yeah. back seat like you know and although kids just play fucking tablets in cars now i see all my friends kids just have a tablet in the back seat yeah i don't know when the screen is gonna get introduced to uh should I have children? That's a big question, I guess, for every parent now, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, would, I would imagine I would just feel it out, but everyone I see starts in different times. You know? Yeah, they can run an iPad at like yeah. one and a half. It's uh, yeah, pretty and impressive. Like, dude, like, I see there's educational <laughs> shit. I have people with kid, friends with kids who, uh, you know, their kids watch some pretty smart shit, History Channel, and do art shit on there. They yeah. don't just like crazy shoot them up video games. They know how to use Spotify and stuff. I have a, yeah. uh, I guess he's a nephew. <laughs> My cousin's kid, so I don't you know. You are Uncle second, Sam, so you yeah, got everyone's some, yeah. Some nephews. So, but yeah, he, he told my uncle, you know, he was trying to find a song he wanted on Spotify, and he told him try Pandora. And the kid's like two or something. I'm like, what? Shit. <laughs> I mean, they're if it's gonna it, be man. there, if like you know, you might as well get him like yeah, knowing how to it. use it and maybe introducing themselves to more positive or healthier forms of it you yeah. know rather than just entertainment eventually at some point they're old enough they're going to be watching what they want anyway yeah but you know i, I but i would like i could imagine i would encourage my children to 
exercise, some kind of exercise. Yeah. But, uh, you want to sports, surf, swim, run, dance, whatever. And, you know, some arts, but I'm not going to, like, put a guitar in your hand with a gun to your right. head. But, like, what are you gravitating towards? Drawing, acting, singing, writing, yeah. you know, whatever, you know. They might be doing VR. I did some VR last week. I've never done it. That is going to take over, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, oh, man. That's why like, I don't want to ruin life uh, and try it, you know. Is it going to ruin life for me? I had a pretty good time. But, I mean, does life suck now? No, but it was interesting because you could see how it could. So uh, watching people play, I had some friends introduce me to it, and, like, watching them play, you could see. What were see, they playing, though? Um, they were playing, like, a first-person shooter at that point. Oh. Um, I They started me on Beat Saber. It's pretty sweet. You basically have these blocks coming at you, and you have, um, like, lightsabers in each hand, and the each block has an arrow and you have to swipe it. You have to oh, s- cool. swat it in that direction yeah, and like dodge it, but they come at you and you can upload your own songs and stuff. So I'm listening to like uh, uh, tool, like eulogy, like slamming <laughs> through this thing. Um, so it was pretty cool. But then they put me in like a way more intense game. I got motion sick and they're like, really? Yeah. They, is that a common thing? Afterwards they were like, yeah, we should have put him in this other one first. Like you basically, it sounds like the first, like, 15 20 hours of your vr life is like figuring out what you can do and what makes you sick and then like gradually like expanding that until finally you can put it all together but they do i mean they do physical therapy on it they they're training doctors on it there it's pretty immersive man yeah uh, i mean you can't really deter the momentum that technology has and it's like fuck if it's gonna be here i'm not saying you have to embrace it but like Trying to stop it is a tough one. And I know AI is like definitely like not great when it's running shit like the police department and, you know, uh, delivering food and taking yeah. jobs. And like, trust me, like I have qualms with all that. But like, you know, it's it's they fine. might just hook us up to VR, man, yeah, dude, and put us cool. in little like tiny rooms. That's when you that's what we got. to You know, when all that shit happens, we just get in the fucking van. Yeah. Just go. You notice apartments are getting smaller and smaller. They're really pushing the micro living. We're shit. on our way, man. There's my conspiracy theory get the vans, for the day. Dude. Yeah, yeah get a van. Get out. You pull out. Play some motherfucking concerts. Leave the Matrix. Go surfing. But not. I'm I'm grateful I have the ability to do it. It's some. It's not something everyone can do either. Yeah, you know? nah, some so. people would need to be more comfortable than others, and I'm not judging those people for yeah, that. It's fine. But I like. I'm grateful that I am comfortable enough to do that. I right. Do, you know. Hell yeah. And uh, then I just I get to experience shit. But you know, I mean, could it be my only lifestyle? I don't know. It's tough if you got like a wife or kids or some shit like that. You know, unless they're down, they got to be down. Yeah. You're a traveling man. I am. Like, I don't know. You're very personable, too. I feel like that's a big part of it is you're just constantly meeting people and learning things. And yeah. Like, Try know. to be more than, uh, more than I had been in my past. It's, it's, it's good, though, to stay open. It's like a constant puzzle, too. Indeed. You know? Where am I going to be? How am I going to get there? You know? it's, it's a little challenge that kind of kicks you in the ass. And people introduce new options along the way, too. They're like, oh, well, if you can hang out till now, we can go do this. Yeah. And, you know, if you, you, know, so and you learn like, about yourself and your capabilities and shortcomings and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? It's fun, dude. It's like you have to have, I think, having some purpose about being on the road, too, like doing music and playing shows and shit like what you're doing, it, it makes it a little more meaningful. I think to some people with instead of just bouncing around. Yeah. Ideally what'll happen is people just wanna, you know, have me pull up in the studio and like make music. That's and I'll cool. just be like, Oh, you wanna do some shit? All right, yeah. I'll I'll come over. Yeah. Let's That's make an album cool. or Jam whatever. Out. 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm heading. The next route is gonna be. Yeah. Where's next? What's the next stop? Well, I'm flying up to Maine real quick next weekend, yeah. and then back, and then I'll be in LA. I don't know. I can be here as late as the 10th. This is what I mean. It's kind of open ended. Well, after California, where you? And then I'm to? driving back to Atlanta, and so I which, think I'm you going down the southern route. Yeah, yeah. And then I think I'm gonna. Uh, I'm sad talking about it, but sign another lease, get a new apartment. You dude, know. It's all right. You know, it's not for the end of the world, dude. So I think it's time to get my apartment going. Um, Although it's tempting to live out here as well. So you can always bounce around in that fucking van, dude. Ideally, yeah, do whatever you want. You're flexible, man. You could go join Francis McDormand in fucking Nebraska, dude, and just like be those people. They yeah. work part time at Amazon. They live in a van. Chill out. Maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. Yeah. yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> Why well, do whatever you want? I don't care, dude. Who am I to judge you? You'll dude. see. You'll uh, tune in next time. Yeah, dude. Next time, dude. Fuck yeah, man. We're gonna do one of these in the van when I can get it to a um, acceptable heat level for you. I think I'm it would be similar. If we to do the it at night, right yeah. Now. Right now it's hot as balls in here too. Yeah, it is hot as balls. I'm sweating so hard right now. So yeah. Hard. Oh, but yeah, we'll do it at night. We'll pop the top. Do a night set. If we could yeah. do it somewhere, we could open the, although that kind of fucks the sound of it, open the doors if it wasn't like a million idiots walking or driving around. Well, so that's why you Gotta I go use, into the woods. That's why I use the SM58s too, because mm. they're, those are the live ones. Yeah, they yeah, block out everything else. It's actually impressive how loud good. the environment around you can be. Yeah, yeah. Those. Dude, oh, nature? You mean birds chirping? Yeah. Yo, I love nature. Fucking love nature. Jake the Snake, fun fact, I don't like birds chirping in the really? morning. Really? I don't like birds chirping in the morning. I like the crickets. That's cool. Fucking bullfrogs. I, I love rain, wind, brooks running. Oh. Uh, I don't like fucking birds chirping, dude. Oh, and I, like... I hate dew on the grass. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? I'll give you dew. I'll give you dew. But birds, man, yeah, that's, you that's like what I liked about Atlanta a lot. I had... Um... You lived in a bird sanctuary? Well, they called the... Harvey City Birdman. in a forest. I don't know if you know that there's so many trees around yes, there. Are. It's so like, so you can feel like you're out in the woods and then be like next to a strip mall. Dude, if I so paid like, to live in a fancy like loft apartment and I had to wake up with fucking birds chirping, I'd lose oh, my I have goddamn my espresso mind. and chill with the birds. Dude, see I would hop in that today. van of yours and just, <laughs> I would take that van to a birdless land, dude. Uh,